This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy-to-let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode. It's February when I'm recording it. Very short days, bit dull, bit dank. So I'm thinking about three ways that I can absolutely rocket propel my business into the stratosphere. And it's three easy things that I think we can do. And I had to record this because I see so many people in the property world not doing these things and wondering why they aren't more successful. That really does surprise me because if you're bothering to learn about how to do property and then actually doing the property investing or the developing, And incidentally, I actually think these are two very different things, although you can do them simultaneously. Then you need to get these three points on board and actually do them. The really irritating thing I think about success is that it's the little things that make a difference to our wealth, not those big project wins, although they are nice. I mean, there is nothing to beat it, is there? That feeling when you open the bank account, however you read your bank account, and see the extra noughts there and know that you made a difference and know that you did have significant win on the profit fund. No, it's the stuff we all need to do as CEO of our company that I think is really the rocket fuel. Now, stand by your beds because actually none of this is rocket science. (laughs) Ha ha. It's probably why we fail to do it. We're programmed, aren't we, to look for the clever hacks that we learn on courses or gain through experience. Something that someone else has shown us and done, which means that we value it and we will then happily put it on into our businesses. But the stuff we see staring ourselves in the face, we just don't do it. It's obvious that we should do it, but we just think, no, it can't be important enough. It won't make a difference. We won't do it. But those who are successful have done it. And the first is business cards. Very old fashioned, I know. Yawn, in fact. Why have them in today with all this social media? Just look me up, right? No, I'm never, ever going to find you. Trust me. I went to a networking meeting this weekend. It was such fun. It was absolutely brilliant. There were 60 people in the room. Very few people had cards. And oh my word, it slowed us down. There were 60 people. There's no way we could actually go round and get enough information. Now, luckily, the host had provided everybody with some very nice printed cards that we could fill in for those people who hadn't brought cards. But no, it wasn't effective. Straight away, you know, call yourself a professional and you haven't got a card. Sorry. How am I going to be able to find you on all platforms and know how to spell your name? I'm never going to find you because are you Rachel Troughton, Rachel underscore Troughton or Rachel C. Troughton? How on earth do I spell my name? Is that A-E-L or E-L? And oh my word, that surname, is that a silent G-H? I mean, my name for a start can cause real problems. And we're not all Anglo-Saxon, don't forget. So you may be dealing with a name that spells it differently to how you imagine. And bear in mind, incidentally, that I had the same name up to the point when I got married. And yet I know I'm dyslexic, but I still managed to spell my name wrong on the wedding certificate. So if I can do that, trust me, I can completely mangle your name and I could mangle your Christian name, your surname or the name of your company. That's why I need you to give me a card. Don't leave it to chance. 
And I just thought it was ridiculous because with the noise levels that you get in networking groups, you know, you have to sort of get awfully intimate to even hear someone's name. And all you want to do is to look down and go, oh, I know what this is. I can understand. And you get the name right because you can give such offence if you get the name wrong. Or you get to that embarrassment moment, don't you, when you can't actually ask the name again because they are now thinking, am I dealing with a moron? Can they not just grasp my name is Jane? How difficult is that? So a card with all the contact details on it and a picture. Oh, yes, a picture. Get over yourself if you don't want to do this. It's not for you. It's for that person who might be just the person who's going to make a tremendous difference to your business if you can remember what each other looks like. Cards, I think, are still an absolute must in the corporate world with a very good understanding of why. Because with an ever-changing cast of employees, the current person has got to stand out from the crowd. They've got to be the one you remember, the one that replaces the last card. Um, so if you've never been at company card level or you really didn't see the point because you've never had one and you didn't think you deserve one, think again. You've made that effort to make a company and work for yourself. So don't let all that effort just vanish due to your contact details getting lost in the social media noise. And I do think that there are some very noisy entrepreneurs out there who go, oh, that's so passe, do not have them. They have built a good company. They are already at a level where they are choosing to work with you. You're not choosing to work with them. And it doesn't matter to them if nobody finds them. Their business is going to stand alone. But we are different as solopreneurs. It's up to us to make the effort. And I'm afraid it's also a truth that people can forget that they've ever met you. I know that we all think we're unforgettable, but we're not. We can be so easily forgotten, particularly in a crowd. And your job as a CEO of your company is to connect to all those right people, the people who are going to make a difference to your company. And trust me, if you can see them in your mind's eye, when you pick up that phone to follow up on that bit of networking and you turn the card over and there is that face, you're suddenly smiling down the phone. You've got a face to look at, a face to contact. And it's just going to get better and better, isn't it? Because already the spark will be there. Sounds terribly corny, but I'm afraid it does work. Trust me, if you've given me a card and it's got your picture on, I am actually looking at it when I'm phoning you because that's the way I work. I work with people and property is a people business. The second action point is to become strategic rather than doing more of the same. Very, very easy to do more and more of the same. And actually, an even bigger sin in my book is getting busier and busier till property is 24-7 and there's no time to breathe or de-stress. Being strategic is the biggest game changer in working for yourself. If you've come from corporate, then you will know that there's always someone in a company whose only job it is, is to do the strategy and then make a plan so that everyone who works for that company can deliver the plan. Now, I know you may be busy. I know you may have a lot on, but have a strategy day and become focused, laser focused on what you need to do. Not just because you're doing, because you have to do it, because that's what you've always done. And that's, you know, this piece of paper is always done in a set way. Why do we even need to be doing that piece of paper? Do you know why? That's what a strategy day does. It's the difference between an amateur and a professional. And we all need to be professionals, even if it is our own company and it's tiny we at the moment and it's not IBM. You know, that doesn't matter. Your systems and the way you work has got to be professional or you cannot make the money that you want to. Because I think amateurs are making money, but not as much as they want. They're flat out, keen as mustard, and they take risks on the fly because they haven't got the time and they're not strategic to work out the bigger picture. Now, the professional, they have got the bigger picture. They've got the plan and they may also be working flat out. I mean, 
most of us do. But the risks, they've been calculated. And the fact that they're working flat out is not going to stress them leading to burnout because they've already factored in other things. And when disaster occurs, and yes, yes, disasters will occur. This is property. You know, nothing ever goes according to plan, even if it's only a tiny deviation. But people who are professional and who've learned how to do strategy will just plan their way out of the problem and then pick themselves up and get going again. And of course, don't forget, sometimes as a professional property person, you're going to have to make decisions that you do not like when you're working flat out and working to the nth degree. But it is a decision that is going to get you further in the long run, even if it's for short term pain. Every single thing we do in our businesses has got to be done for a reason, as I say, or you will not be able to do the things in the other part of the dream, the other part that made you want to work for yourself, which is building the life that you want. And I don't think it matters anyway if that's not been at the forefront when you first started the business. Part of being employed means that you can do anything you like. Today is Monday. I'm recording this on a Monday and I've only been working for an hour today and it is seven o'clock at night now I'm recording it. Why? Because I've had a friend to lunch all day, a property friend. What a fabulous way to spend a money on Monday. But that's what we want to do. We're building the dream. We're building the life we want. And I want to be able to work as and when I want. So you need to know exactly what you're going to be doing and how. And that is exactly what strategy does. Now, one of my strategy days, you'll gain clarity on what it is you actually want, because it is amazing the number of us who get sucked into doing property who don't actually know the bigger picture. You know, I've had so many people say, well, I, I want it wealthy. I want to be rich. Well, what is which rich? What is wealthy? Is it 10K a month? It is 100K a year, a million a year, 5 million with a yacht and a holiday home in the Alps. What is your wealth or richness? And what's the best way to let you get to it, to use your skills and abilities? Because if you're a solopreneur, it, you're using your skills and abilities, not farming it out to somebody else or having a team deliver it for you. Because if you hate networking, I think you're going to have to be really good at bridging and traditional funding systems to be able to fund your deals. But if, however, you know that you attract you know, investors like wasps to a picnic, then you can build that into your action plan. That is how you're going to find your funding. You're going to be, you know, swamped in investor funds. Fantastic. And this drilling down has got to happen in all areas of your business. And if that interests you, then find my contact details in the show notes. I do spell my name awkwardly, so look up the show notes and DM me on Insta or Facebook or send an email. And let's have a chat about how I can help you jet propel your business. And thirdly, finance. Is your finance fit for purpose? It's a big topic, I know, and I'm not a finance specialist, so I'm not going to give you any kind of advice on that. And in fact, I've got Kevin Wright, Ninja Kevin, and some specialist mortgage brokers coming on in a few weeks to talk through how people do some really quite complicated and profitable deals using amazing finance that they wouldn't have been able to do when they first started their businesses about what and how they make a difference. Now, what I really mean is, is your finance supporting what you're doing now? Many, many people find that they grow in knowledge property-wise. They do bigger and better deals. Sometimes they're doing more than you know, two, three, four simultaneously. But their knowledge of finance and how they get their funding and who they work with is the same as at day one. It cannot be if you want to really make money. 
your finance plan. It's got to be supporting what you want to do next year. And I think it's very easy for us all to upgrade our property skills and knowledge, don't we? To be quite honest, we upgrade as we go, but we don't do the same for our finance. And I think finance is the ugly sister of property, frankly. I'm looking at it that way. Essential to the plot, but not thought of much. And if it is thought of, generally because it's causing a problem, it's not going to give you the money that you need to be able to buy or even worse, you know, you'll be left with a phenomenal amount of money left in when you first finish a deal. So the answer is get out of that comfort zone. Find out what's really going on in finance and go to those very specific meetings where you can find out more or join a course that will make a difference to your mindset because it is a mindset problem, this whole blanking of finance. I'm always amazed by property investors who will happily commit large sums of money to a property deal, but spend almost no time on spreadsheeting how their finances are actually going to impact them. You know, how much is it going to cost long term? What are the penalties if they don't get the bridging done on time or the money back to the investor on time? Is it a good fit for them long term? Is it going to be more expensive to use or to do it that way? And this is from someone who's probably spent a lot of time before actually committing to spending that money on a deal sheet, doing all those key pieces of research. So if you're not prepared to open your mind to finance, go on educating yourself to the next level as your projects get larger and not prepared to do a little tiny bit of work to actually get your finances to the next stage, then I think you're going to stagnate and then there can be no growth. So make sure that you have unplugged your mindset issue with finance if this is what's holding you back. You don't have to plunge into the unknown and scary. Start with something understandable. Find a local bookkeeping class or find someone who's got a level mentoring course. You know, baby steps at first. None of us need to be certified accountants, but we do need to understand what's going on in the finance department of our business. And don't forget, one of the reasons I say baby step and an entry level, if you've never done this stuff before, is that you're going to be doing this at the same time as doing all your projects. And you can't take the foot off the property pedal when it's ongoing and you've got projects underway because it's a disaster otherwise. So if you want to make significantly more money through property this year than last year, well, you're going to have to do something different, aren't you? It's a very old cliche, but very true. Now, these three things that I've been talking about are going to make a huge difference. First, get online or go to your local printer. Get that card made that will reflect you as the CEO of your property company so that you can slip it into the hand of all those you need to impact and to get into your property orbit. Sometimes you don't have time to have that first conversation with someone at a meeting. But you have got time to smile, meet their eyes and slip a card into their hand and go, give me a ring tomorrow or grab theirs and say, I'll ring you tomorrow. That could be the start. Oh, my word, of such a perfect property friendship. Secondly, get strategic. Everything you do in your business must have a purpose, working towards your end goal so that you're not one of those who are just floating along aimlessly, happy, but aimless and not achieving anywhere near as much as you actually want to do. And thirdly, don't forget your financial education. Get it up to date and at the level you need it to be to deliver your plan. Now, these three things put together work as a three-pronged attack on stagnation. And they are the three things that any CEO would be doing for their company. It works. So if you're not doing it, why not give it a try for your company? Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur Podcast with Rachel Troughton. 
If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. <laughs>